Hi, I'm Steve. I'm Tom. And I'm Pablo. And this is... trying to say in the intro this is the train professionals podcast and this is a very very special episode we are doing the tpp awards today guys did, did i say three week p's or one two p's two p's two p's tpp right, so, yeah so the tpp awards uh what this is is maybe some with the nfl nfl award show coming up we decided that we would have some of our own awards and then kind of decide some of the NFL awards that we think uh, are deserving for some players that maybe the NFL doesn't. Uh, so, yeah, I think that covers what we're kind of doing here today. Uh, let's just hop right into our awards. So the first one that we got to do is MVP. Oh, real quick, before we get into it, uh, just to explain uh, if there is a tiebreaker, I will be the deciding factor. Each of you will give a small case for each of the players that you've chosen. And I'll decide which one is the best. Uh, I probably won't give myself a tiebreaker unless I really think that my player deserves it. All right. So let's get started with MVP. Tom, who's your MVP? Tom Brady. Uh, there's really a... He just wins games, man. I know you don't like him, Steve. You say that wins aren't a quarterback stat and all that, but you can't really back that up. So, you know, the quarterback has the the most influence on how the game goes, and Tom just wins games, and that's why he's the MVP. All right. I, I think he knew the way I was going to go on that as soon as he wrote it down. <laughs> that's the only reason I uh, – I chose him. Yeah. Tom, that, that was a great pick, buddy. Thank I'm you, not. I, I'm not a salty Tom Brady hater. Let me just get that straight. Okay. Y- yes, you are. Yes, I have you are. plenty of respect for the man, but uh-huh. I, I don't even think that we should be labeling people as greatest of all time in football. Like, period. So I, I just I have an issue with that. Period. But I, we can go into who we think is the goat in the off season. Uh, as things are winding down this season, I the, oh yeah, real quick. The reason why we didn't record last week was because I was so depressed from the Bills game. I didn't want to talk about football at all. So now I'm back. I'm hyped up for the Super Bowl, the award show. Um, so yeah, we have plenty of off-season topics that we could talk about. One of them being why I believe wins aren't a quarterback stat. Uh, yeah, heavily based we need off to talk of, about that. Heavily based off of the creator Bruce Nolan but um, yeah that that we went too far with that that already made me upset uh, my MVP is Josh Allen uh, for obvious reasons uh, yeah Pablo go ahead my MVP is Aaron Rodgers obviously yeah he had, he had the best he had the best season out of any of the quarterbacks played really well with Jordan Love on the bench like breathing down his back um, even though it ended really badly, I think, for the Packers. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers played one of his best seasons this year. Okay. Um, so 
I'm not going to give it to myself here because a lot of people would disagree with me. Uh, even though I do think that Josh Allen for what he did for Buffalo is the MVP. Uh, but I'll give it to Aaron Rodgers. I think this is one that the NFL is going to get generally correct. Uh, Tom Brady is by no means the most valuable player. Uh, moving on, who do we got next? This is more of a TPP award. Well, this is 100% a TPP award. This is not an actual NFL award. The MTAP, the most talked about player. Uh, Tom. Mm, uh, Pablo, you can start it off. Oh, perfect. All right. The My most talked about player award is DK Metcalf. Uh, he kind of had a breakout season, and I just, like, through weeks, like, 8 and 11, would just hear his name all the time. Like, top five receiver, DK Metcalf. Just, I, I, his name was just popping up everywhere. Instagram, Fox, just all over the place. So, I, I got to give it to him. All right. Uh, fair enough. Um, this is somebody that we've talked about on the podcast endlessly. And that's part of the reason why I've chosen for the MTAP. Um, and it's not for a good reason either. Uh, Carson Wentz, that he has been a talking point throughout the entire season. Uh, mostly people just talk about how much they hate him. Obviously on this podcast, we have a deeply founded love for him. And, uh, yeah, that, that's why he's my MTAP. All right. I'm going to go with Alex Smith because, you know, every time the football team plays, there was always some comment, not even like, you know, once a game, every drive about how, you know, he's going to snap his leg and I, I can't bear to see him going out there. Cause you know, the, the last time I saw him play, he snapped his leg and oh he's going to, and oh he came back and he had 17 surgeries and just, it's just like, let the man play football. You know, he's back. Right. Don't, don't weigh him down with, you know, reminders from his terrible past. You know, the guy got over it. Right. So you know, that's why he's he got talked a lot about a lot, and he's probably going to be the comeback player of the year. He wasn't a great quarterback. He played really, really terrible football, but he won a couple games, and, you know, he's a good guy. Spoken like a true salty WFT fan. Uh, he made the playoffs, man. I'm not salty. No. Yeah, made it on the back or leg of Alex Smith. Um, I think this one I'm going to give to Tom. Just because, so he was talking about how much he was talked about just during the Washington football team game, but uh, just the fact that he was able to come back from what he came back from, uh, yeah, that's incredible. Uh, if there was a rising star award, I would probably give it to DK Metcalf because I think he's like the new version of Odo Beckham Jr. Uh, but yeah, he he has been talked about a lot too, Pablo. So. Good point on that. It's close, but I think I'm going to give it to Alex Smith on this one. Um, let's see. Next award we have is the Unknown Award. Uh, this one is a TPP award also. Uh, talking about which player kind of broke onto the scene that nobody's ever heard of before. Uh, whoever wants to take it first. Pablo? What was that? 
<laughs> I, I mean, this is the, the PP Awards, award. man. You gotta take this. Tommy, you go first. You go first. Uh, you go first. Whoever wants to go first, I don't care. I'll go first. If, if I don't really care, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's gotta be. It's gotta be Tyler Haneke or Taylor Haneke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Taylor Haneke. Right? You know, he comes on the scene, busts on the scene. Right? There's nobody like this kid. He comes from Old Dominion, you know. He has to cancel all his exams to come play football for the football team, the greatest franchise in NFL history, right? And he says, yeah, I'm going to do it. And he takes control of the team. The players love him. He starts playing well. He almost wins a playoff game against a, a now Super Bowl contender, right? Against the MVP, in your opinion. Against the MVP. Yeah, that's right. And he didn't play half bad either. He played pretty damn well. And the defense didn't do him any favors, you know, if the defense had held the, you know, the aging Tom, he's still the MVP, but aging Tom Brady and the kind of, you know, it, it can be weak at times that offense, if they had held him to a little less, you know, a little less yardage and they didn't have gaping holes, then maybe they would have won that game. Right. But nobody had ever heard of Haneke before this. And now he's a, he's a stud, probably get a contract. All right. Yeah. Uh, so this audit, this automatically decides the award right now because I agree with Tom. Uh, everything he kind of just said was spot on. I mean, this guy came off the street, started a playoff game, and was able to, you know, actually play pretty well for coming from what did you say, Old Dominion? I don't even know where he went to college. That's how yeah, it was Old Dominion to me. Yeah. So. Uh, gotta be Taylor Haneke every single time. Uh, Pablo, let's see if you change my mind and I'll just, well, yeah. Well, my guy was Kendall Hinton and the reason Taylor Haneke, even he was the, exactly. He's so unknown. Broncos back, uh, emergency quarterback. He was like the practice squad wide receiver. And the reason Taylor Haneke, uh, like went to watch, was because they saw that Kendall Hinton had to play because they had no quarterbacks and they were like, oh, we'll bring an emergency quarterback. So that's why he's the reason why Taylor Heineke was put in the job in the first place. So, I mean, I agree with you because Taylor Heineke played way better, like first career or second career start with a playoff game and he just played really well. So I actually agree with you on that one. So, Well... I think that 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 was a pretty good choice, Pablo, because, yeah, no, I mean, no one knew who Kendall Hinton was, and he was a talking point for an entire week after that. So that is pretty important. But, uh, yeah, I think that I, I it. Oh, I, let me just give another candidate, John Wolford for the Rams and uh, whoever the backup was for Arizona. They played in uh, week 17. That that was huge. Both both those guys. Uh, I remember like there was uh, I forget what it was. It was like John Wolford's LinkedIn or something like that, and had like professional football player, and then like business manager or something like that. Like it was like his like LinkedIn. I don't know what it was, but uh, I just thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, I think Taylor Heineke's got to take it just because of the impact that he made. I mean wide receiver practice squad wide receiver starting at quarterback is interesting, but, uh, yeah, I, th- and you also agreed with us anyways. So, uh, okay, let's move on to our next award. Who do we got? Uh, <laughs> funny enough, this is called the Taylor Heineke award for the best quarterback this year. Uh, just because uh-huh. Taylor Heineke is such a G, uh, 
we are open to other names, for example, the Ben DiNucci Award or the Trace McSorley Award. Uh, either of those are acceptable also. Uh, just basically whatever you want to call it. It's just whoever you think is a legend at quarterback. But we're going to call it the Taylor Heineke Award. Whoever wants to go first, go ahead. I can go. Um, I got my guy, Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of all time. He has to win this award. Um, he didn't play super well at the beginning of the year. Um, new system, new team. But once he started clicking, that was a well-oiled machine, the offense. So got to give it to him. He's the reason they're in the Super Bowl right now. He's the reason why they keep winning. Um, so Taylor Heineke award for me goes to Tom Brady. Um, okay. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, to be fair to him, I mean, he's 43 and he's playing amazing. Uh, we already talked about him. 40 touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the Taylor Heineke award for me goes to Aaron Rodgers. My MVP was Josh Allen. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, I think actually had the best quarterback season. Uh, anyone who says otherwise is insane. Just look at the numbers. Um, yeah. Uh, even though it didn't end the way that Rodgers wanted it to, um, or anyone else for that matter. Um, it doesn't mean that it takes away from how great of a season he had. Uh, Tom, who's your guy? Ryan Tannehill. He played lights out this year. Right? Uh, you know, everybody points towards Derrick Henry and everything like that, but there's no credit given to Ryan Tannehill, and I like the guy, and he plays well, and he doesn't make mistakes that often. And he doesn't throw interceptions and he throws a decent amount of touchdowns and he's, he's a pretty damn good quarterback, but he gets no credit. So shout out Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. I, uh, I a hundred percent agree with you, Tom. He was amazing this year and I, yeah, you're right. Everyone gives credit to Derek Henry for how well that offense has been playing. Almost no credit has been given to Ryan Tannehill. Uh, He's kind of lived up to that huge contract that he had. Uh, He's been playing really lights out, a great facilitator of the offense, which is, to be fair, the quarterback's main job is to make sure the offense is on schedule and to run it well. And he does that to a T. So uh, props to him. Um, You guys gave me a tough choice here. Uh, I really hate to pick myself because I kind of want to. Uh, just because Aaron, I mean, we did have Aaron Rodgers as our MVP, right? So we can't have him as both. Uh, we can't have him as both. I liked your philosophy. Usually, you know, the offensive rookie of the year wins the MVP anyway. And yeah, that's yeah. What we brought I mean, up before the show. Yeah, we were talking about it before the show. The offensive player of the year sometimes will win the MVP. Uh, I, I that doesn't seem right to me. I mean, like, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just dumb to me that that that's the case most of the time. But uh, let's see. Hmm. I mean, what do you all think? I tell Tom Brady. So you guys are still sticking with your picks. No one convinced each other, really. 
Well, you know I, I definitely sway more towards Aaron Rodgers than Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I sway more towards Aaron Rodgers than Tom Brady. I mean, I had Tom Brady as my MVP. That doesn't mean I think he's a good quarterback. I just think he's a good player and he wins games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, you know, one person out of 22 people who are on the field. All right, I say Aaron Rodgers. He's a good quarterback. All right, Pablo's going to give it to Aaron Rodgers. But you know what? I just came with an idea on the spot. I'm going to leave it up to the TPP family. So I'm going to post a poll on Instagram. You guys can DM me. Tell me who your award winners are. Please do it because because <laughs> we, we really, I mean, we don't really need it, but it would be awesome to hear from you guys what you think. Uh, I'll post it on the story tonight. You can DM us and tell us what you think. So, yeah, uh, as of now, it's Aaron Rodgers, but really leaving it up to TPP. It could be anyone, by the way. We'll, we'll, uh, I'll open the floor to any quarterbacks. It doesn't have to just be the people that we picked. All right. We're going to go next to the Dan Campbell Award. Uh, in case you all couldn't tell, this is the best coach award because that guy is going to be an absolute monster of a coach and they are going to win at least 10 Super Bowls. Uh, whoever wants to start, can go ahead. I'll take this one. All right. Uh, it's got to be Riverboat Ron. Uh, <laughs> you know it. You know it, Steve. Uh, you know, <laughs> not only – we controlled the division, right? We beat the Cowboys twice. He didn't just beat the Cowboys twice. He beat cancer, right? Yeah. Uh, Beating cancer has everything to do with football, right, Tom? Yeah, it actually (laughs) does. Okay, that's why – listen, the guy's a winner. He wins. He he never takes losses. He beat cancer twice, bro. He beat beat cancer twice. He's 2-0 against cancer. He probably like beat it doesn't. multiple times. I mean, with that team, let's be real here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That... Oh, oh, <laughs> good Lord. All right. Well, you know, he's just the coach of the year. I, it's 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 not up for debate, really. Uh, I'll do the right. tiebreaker on this one. No. Okay. <laughs> I think Tom is very fired up about this one. I mean, you already have Taylor Heineke. Like, I actually gave you that one. Like, I could have given it to, like, Reggie Gilliam on the Bills. But that was okay. Who played as well as Taylor Heineke? Like, it makes sense. <laughs> who is that? He is the one of the best special teams. He should be probably the best special teams rookie of the year. I mean, oh, if that was an award. Shoot. I messed that up. I should have gone with Gunnar Olchevsky. Oh, whatever. Gunnar Olchevsky. Too late now. Game All pro. Yeah, should be. But uh, yeah, Reggie Gilliam, just in case anybody. Uh, actually is interested is the special teams tight end for the Bills. He caught one touchdown. He caught Josh Allen's first touchdown pass of the year. Uh, so, yeah, undrafted rookie. I mean, who knows what he could be in a few years. Could be the next George Kittle or Travis Kelsey. We'll see. But uh, Riverboat Ron, I mean. I love River, I get, Riverboat Ron. I mean, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't personally have Riverboat Ron. Uh, this guy did not beat cancer. Well, I mean, it, he was in Cleveland. Kevin Stefanski, uh, he took over an organization 
that has been known for ineptitude for years and made them a playoff team that actually won a playoff game, which is absolutely crazy to me. Uh, the Steelers were talking trash about how bad the Browns were and, you know, and even when he wasn't there, he set up so that the team culture was so great that they could win without him on the sidelines. Uh, so Kevin Stefanski has got to be the Dan Campbell award winner for me. Uh, by the way, we got to send a proposition to the NFL to change the award name to the Dan Campbell award, because that should 100% be the name, no matter what Pablo, who's your guy. My guy was also Kevin Stefanski. Same exact points as you. You can't really be the coach of the year if you haven't, like, I think, coached your team in the playoffs or win. I mean, Kevin Stefanski was, yeah, so good that they didn't even need him to be on the sideline for them to win, right? They basically had the same exact team as last year, and Freddie Kitchens couldn't do anything. That just shows how good of a coach he is because the last guy who had his job didn't do anything, and then you take over and you lead them to the divisional round and almost beat the Chiefs if you manage that last drive of the game correctly, right? I think he's a great coach. I think the Browns have a great future ahead of him with him there, so I'm giving it to Kevin Stefanski as well. All right. Uh, so, Tom, it looks like uh, Rubo Ron is beaten by <laughs> two of the professionals. Why don't, we, why don't we put this up to the TPP audience? How about that? Because to, because there's already majority. It's not a three-way yeah. tie. All right. Well, my point against Kevin Stefanski is <laughs> I think, the Browns I think... played – listen, listen. The Browns played better with him not on the sideline than with him on the sideline. Okay? So, you know, what does that mean? The interim head coach coached better than him. No. Yeah. No. Well, he didn't really coach Tom. He would just. I. Yeah, exactly. Like what, they kind of just did I, their I, job. They. I'm they, saying. They that, yeah, go ahead. I mean. No, no, no. I, I, I just don't know. Like. Do you think Kevin Stefanski wasn't like you know actually preparing with them that week like? going in the Zoom calls, telling them what to do, basically, like coming up with a game I mean, plan. He, he probably was, but who cares? You know, I, he yeah. wasn't on the sideline. and He didn't beat cancer. They, they didn't have practice for two weeks, and they still smacked the Steelers. I think that has a lot to do with the coaching, man. All right, you might be right. Have a real still, practice still, still, still. Riverboat Ron beat cancer, and he won Riverboat. the division. Tom, you know I love Riverboat Ron, but – How about this? How about this? We'll make an award right now called the Riverboat Ron Award just for the Washington football team coach every single year that Tom can put them in, in as the best coach of the year. So how does that sound? Is that is that a fair compromise? That sounds great, yeah. That All works. right, so Riverboat Ron wins the Riverboat Ron Award. And uh, Pablo and I, uh, with the majority, we have Kevin Stefanski winning the Dan Campbell Award. Uh, not yet. Not see. next year, though. Dan Campbell's going to win the Dan Campbell Award next year. Well, I mean, he's going to go undefeated. Like, even after he retires, he's going to win his own <laughs> award. I'm just saying, like, you know, you know what? We should just give it to him right now. Let's take that back, <laughs> Kevin Skavansky. Get out of here. Dan Campbell wins the Dan Campbell Award. All right. Uh, next one we got is the Bill O'Brien Award. There was some debate over the name for this one. Uh, if, if you couldn't tell, this is for the worst coach of the entire year. Uh, Bill O'Brien is just such a meme. Like, I, I, I'm just 
the, the, it, it explains itself. It's such a beautiful, beautiful name. Like you just picture that majestic creature in your mind whenever you hear that wonderful name. Uh, so whoever wants to go first can uh, say who wins the Bill O'Brien Award this year. Well, my Bill O'Brien Award winner is Mike McCarthy. Yeah, the, the the Cowboys are a talented team, right? Like we were talking about how the, the Washington football team are really talented and they only went seven and nine. Look, the Cowboys offense, at least, very stacked. Like they have receivers galore, Zeke, Dak, Andy Dalton played okay as the backup. Like I have no problem with him throwing the ball if Dak goes down. But Mike McCarthy just really didn't do anything in Dallas. They were way worse this year. And I'm not saying it's Dak's fault. Like, it, Mike McCarthy just didn't change any culture. They were a very basic, bland team. And I don't really like him as the head coach down there. I mean, I bet Tom likes him there. Yeah, I, I think you're right. He's just not a good coach. Like, they, they got the most unoriginal – <laughs> worst time management coach of all time uh, who kept Aaron Rodgers from winning anything ever. So, I, I mean, way to go Cowboys. I mean, uh, the only reason they had Mike McCarthy as the coach is just so Jerry Jones wouldn't be on the sideline coaching himself. Uh, I mean, do you, do you like, do you like that time? Do you, do you like uh, Mike McCarthy as the Cowboys? Coach? I love Mike McCarthy. I think he's a great coach. I think Dallas should keep him there for the foreseeable future. He's, he's yeah. good. You know, they'll probably win a couple of division championships, I hope. So, you know, keep Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones. If you're listening, please keep him. But my guy is Matt Patricia, uh, just cause he sucks. And it's, it's pretty obvious. Uh, you know, he kind of tanked the entire franchise, which I thought was impossible because the lions were already really bad, but poor Matt Stafford, he finally got to get the hell out of there. Hopefully Dan Campbell will change things, but Matt Patricia is one of the worst coaches in NFL history. Yeah. Uh, I think just from a general ineptitude standpoint, that's probably good reasoning. Like that guy just had no qualifications to be a head coach. Really? I mean, I know he was a defensive coordinator, but like, what is a defensive coordinator under Bill Belichick? Like, like what, what exactly do you do? You know, but anyways, uh, I think I agree with you, Tom, but I still got to go with my guy, Adam Gase. Uh, This was the obvious choice for me. And I think most people, Uh, I think, I think all these coaches are in a similar situation that none of them ever should have been hired in the first place. And yet NFL teams somehow who pay millions and millions of dollars to people to make decisions just like this are unable to make the decisions that people with like, you know, normal IQs can make like, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just crazy to me that in a league like this, like I, I would have never hired Matt Patricia. Like I, I think no one would have, unless you're the lions. Anyways, it, it's just kind of seems ridiculous to me that, you know, NFL owners can kind of be so wooed so easily and like meetings, but uh, that's just a rant about NFL coaching. Uh, you know what, Tom? I'll give it to you here. Uh, Matt Patricia. I mean, I just think that guy is god-awful. I think Adam Gase is a next level of awful. So, I. But, yeah, uh, Matt Patricia is really bad. All right. Well, 
I I was going to say, like, all these guys are terrible, but Adam Gase is the only guy without a job right now. So I, I thought Patricia? we should have given it to him. He came back to the Patriots. What? Yeah. What, what did... <laughs> He's a coaching assistant now. Like, Belichick's just going to make him do whatever he wants. <laughs> I mean, wow, that's crazy to me. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And, and Mike McCarthy is still a head coach, and Adam yeah. Gase is on the streets. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's crazy. Matt Patricia still has a job to me. Wow. Well, I mean, you know what? I think Bill was – I think he was kind of like a charity case or something like that. It must have been. But, yeah. Dude, Matt Patricia is going to, like, find this podcast and hear it. He's going to be like – he's just going to go ape crap and then just beat us all up. Like, I, I, ape crap. <laughs> he's going to kill Dan Campbell. Yeah. He's actually going to kill Dan Campbell. Like, that – no. Th- listen – Dan Campbell, I, I let's not go into it. Dan Campbell is one of the best head coaches of all time. Uh, let's go with the inconsistency award. Uh, all right, I'll start. I'll off. start this. I'll start this one out, Steve. It's no, okay. No, no, no. It's, it's okay. okay. Steve, I'll Steve, let you go last. Sure. You can go Steve. last, Steve. It's okay. It's okay. I'll start this one. Um, I think okay. it's pretty obvious. People are not going to have that in their head. All right. Anyways, go go ahead. You can go first. I'll let you. I'll be a gentleman. All right, well, uh, who loses their cool in big moments? You know what I'm saying? Like, we tout him. We tout, we, Josh Allen, he's touted, right? He's, he's a great quarterback. He puts up numbers, right? I think he's like, I think he's fourth in the MVP voting as of right now or something like that, right? Like, that's the projection because, you know, he puts up good numbers against teams and games that aren't really consequential. But when it comes down to it, he can't put up any numbers against, you know, the Chiefs or you look at the Texans, right, last year or whatever. And, uh, you know, when it comes down to it in the clutch moments, he just does not have what it takes. And, uh, Steve, I don't think you can disagree with that because it's, it's been proven. You know, so I, I hope he does well and I hope he comes back and wins a playoff game next year, but I don't see it happening in the state he's in right now. <laughs> All right. Now it's my turn to talk. Okay. So remember at the beginning of the season, our uh, conversation about Josh Allen, remember, remember how everybody doubted him, right? Everybody said that he was going to be bad. You're going to call him inconsistent. You know, you're, you can do whatever you want. You can say all that, but you know what? Who has a 13 and 3 record? We would have been 14 and 2. 14 and 2 if it wasn't for a Hail Mary. And you're going to call him inconsistent? I mean, yeah. he he performed week in and week out and is uh Steve. Yeah. Wins aren't a quarterback stat. What are you saying? Oh. Talking about the record? <laughs> I said Bob, I like it. Week, I said he performed week in and week out. Now, you're going to talk about how he doesn't perform in the clutch. And I, I mean, if we if he wasn't if he so, wasn't so clutch, right? Why would we be in the AFC Championship? He won two off, two playoff games to get there, right? We, the Bills won two playoff games to get there. And if he wasn't clutch, then we probably would have lost, right? That that's that's the definition of unclutchness. Is you know, it, in a moment where you need to win a game, you lose it. Like 
we didn't get this. Like, that never happened, really. It happens, what, three times in a season? And besides, we he had a game-winning drive against the Arizona Cardinals. Like, we, we would have won that game, too, if it wasn't for a Hail Mary. That Did just proves that wins are quarterback stat. Huh? Did the Cardinals make the playoffs? No. I mean, you know, not we really a big-time game. We, we beat playoff teams. We beat the Steelers. Yeah, so did the football team. Okay. The, the football team made the playoffs. Yeah, what I'm saying is when he really needs to win, it was, he does not listen, win. This is just because – what if he won the AFC championship game? Then this would be a different conversation. Okay, but the so thing that's, is, that's didn't. so dumb, though. Like, he literally – he lost the first really. playoff game last year, and you're going to blame him and say that he was so bad against the Texans. And then this year he comes and wins two playoff games against an 11 and five team, and against a 12 and four team or another 11 and five team. I forget what the Ravens went. And you're going to say that he's not he's inconsistent, you know? Yeah, because he didn't play well against the Chiefs, right? That's the definition of inconsistent. He played well for two games, and he played terrible for a game, right? So you know. He's not consistent with good playing. That's all I'm saying, man. All right. Well, I disagree. All right. Uh, this this podcast can go on forever, but uh, my inconsistency award winner goes to Russell Wilson uh, just on the fact that he had an extremely hot start, and then all of a sudden he fell off a cliff and was bad. This seems to happen to him every year, and this is why he's never got an MVP vote. Because he'll have amazing moments, and he'll be like, oh, my gosh, like, he should 100% be the MVP. He's the best player in the league right now. And then what will happen to him? He'll just fall off a cliff for some reason. It'll just be like, whoa, what happened to this guy? Like, And it happens every single year. So, I mean, I think he's the king of inconsistency. So give me Russell Wilson. Pablo, you got, you got anything to say, Pablo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my guy is Cam Newton. As a Patriots fan, I loved him. But the thing is, he just gave me a roller coaster ride of emotions. One week he'd play well, the next week he'd play like trash. And it was like one week good, next week bad. You know, and it was just, it was really hard to watch him play. Very consistent. I remember, like, when we beat the Chargers, I was so high on the Patriots. I was like, they're going to make the playoffs, all of this. And they finished 7-9. and nine. Cam Newton was very inconsistent. His performance was either solid enough to, for us to win the game or just really bad, terrible decision-making. So I have to give it to Cam. Yeah, cite that Seahawks game that Cam had where he just looked like the player that he used to be. Like, it was crazy. Like, I was watching that game. I was like, oh, my gosh. The Patriots are actually going to make the playoffs again without Tom Brady. And it ended up that uh, he didn't play like that for the rest of the season. Uh, I was talking to a Patriots insider today, and he was saying, like, he was on a vegan diet, and literally his dietrician was like, you should not be being vegan because your body type just does not allow for that. You're, you're six foot five. 
and your frame just does not allow for you to be a vegan uh, and be an NFL quarterback. And then like, we heard like he was getting four hours of sleep every night. And like, I don't know. It just seemed like, it just seemed like he wasn't himself. And like, I think he needs to hit the reset button again, if he wants to be a good quarterback ever again. Uh, All right. I think we kind of left the book open on Josh Allen. I think we're going to have a whole podcast about him in the off season where we're just going to talk about uh, how good he is <laughs> and how he's going to light up the league for years and how it's going to be Tom, geez, Tom Brady. What am I saying? Oh my gosh. Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen, the AFC for years. To come. You can't get him off your mind, Steve. He's just, you know, he's he was the best. brought up, man. He was brought up. Listen, I didn't bring him up. Tom did, but uh, we're going to do a whole podcast about him. Uh, I'm going to announce what's to come after. But uh, anyways, let's move on to our next award. Uh, we got the Rookie of the Year Award. Uh, I'll start off. Uh, Tom, I'm going to give you another pick that you like. Uh, let's go with Chase Young. Uh, talk about a game wrecker. That guy was everything that he was advertised to be. Um, I wish the Bills had a player like that. I wish that they had a Chase Young, but you just can't find anybody outside the top one or two picks. Uh, I mean, just look at like all of the number one and over two, uh, number one and number two overall picks for like the past what five years. It's probably been a defensive end. Um, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, now Chase Young. Uh, that's four of them. I think there was probably another one uh, sometime, but yeah, uh, just incredible playmaker. Uh, made an immediate impact, and he's only going to get better. So you guys found yourself a huge player. Um, whoever wants to go, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chase Young too. He's he's amazing, generational talent. He wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Pablo. <laughs> no, I think uh, that's the best analysis I've ever heard of a player in my entire life. I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna go with Chase Young, you know, but this guy could also be a an unknown player of the year. I'm gonna go with Cameron James. Curl. No, oh Cameron my gosh. Curl. Oh my gosh. Bro, even when we give you someone that you're actually gonna like, you just have to disagree because you're such a contrarian. No, it's just he's good, buddy. Like no, I don't know. He's not play. even like he's not even yes, good like Yes, he that. is. Are you he's kidding? He's not me? better than Justin Jefferson. He's not better than Justin wait, wait, wait. Herbert. Cameron Curl. Right? You don't yeah. think he's better? He didn't play better? You know, I I'm going to say, okay. Let me make this defensive better. rookie of the year, right? Because we already went with two defensive players. Right, so I'm gonna continue with the theme here, and I'm gonna go with Cameron Curl because he played damn well, and he anchored a secondary that needed an anchor. Right, there were so many better defensive rookies: Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, Jeremy Chin, Jeremy Chin. There we go. That's the guy I was thinking of. You can think of so many different guys, and you're talking about Cameron you, Curl. You still win with Chase Young anyway. You overrule me, but anyway. Look, I, I, all right. Cameron, so you just want to say your piece yeah, about a Washington yeah. football team player. Cameron yeah. Curl is a big, good steal, but Chase Young is way better. Look, and also the other thing I wrote, so Rookie of the Year, I just immediately placed it with Chase Young, but I never actually like 
put any thought into it because it's just so automatic for me to think that. So that's why I just had no idea what to say. Yeah, I think that the NFL should go from the format of offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year and just have rookie of the year because, I mean, I, I know, like, there are offensive players and defensive players who are good in their own right, but uh, I, I don't know. I just think that, in general, each and every single year, there's just one guy who comes out of a class and you're just like, oh, my gosh. But... Um, Cameron Curl. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll let you talk about him for like two minutes. Nah, I got my piece in. It's fine. He's, He's good. good. Yeah, that's all. All right. Uh, and then the last word I have here is fantasy player of the year. This is an NFL award, actually. Uh, Kirsten McCaffrey won it last year. Um, I'll open the floor. Okay. Uh, before he got injured, Joe Mixon. He's killing it. Uh, you know, I don't know. Without him and Joe Burrow, that team is nothing. And uh, he was putting up solid points every week. Uh, he was he was probably the highest rated when it came to fantasy points running back before he got injured. Uh, so, yeah, he impressed me. That's all. Oh, um, I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara. That one Christmas game he had with like six touchdowns. We've never seen that in such a long time. He put up probably, I don't think it is the best, but he put up one of the best, greatest fantasy games of all time by a single player. I was in the championship. I had him. I knew I won. He, he, He put up like 55 points that week. That was ridiculous. I think biggest steal in fantasy because he probably was like in the middle first round if you took him right that's what happened with me um i think as a fantasy owner of alvin kamara he exceeded my expectations he was consistent he put up double digit numbers every single week and it was like high like 17 to 20 right and then he had that one week where he just went off i think alvin kamara was definitely hands down fantasy player of the year yeah, I mean, when you look at uh, – well, first I'll talk about Joe Mixon. I mean, I don't know. He he was lighting it up. But the thing is, like, I think the Bengals need a better offensive line for him to kind of succeed. Like, his running style is just – probably just dipped. That's crazy. Uh, his running style is kind of like Le'Veon Bell and uh, – I think that you got to be able to be patient and wait for holes to open. You got to have a good offensive line. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great talent. And I think that he was playing well. Uh, He kind of did put the team on his back while he was doing it. And, uh, Oh, little Mozzie is on the, on the scene. Uh, (laughs) All right. I had to go to the John. That was quick. Uh, I'm the dang. Let's talk about, well, let's have another award. John Gore of the Year, Pablo Masriegos. Oh, my Quickest God. stream award goes <laughs> yeah. to Pablo. Gosh, dang. Fire holes out there, you know? Uh, anyways. Racehorse. Yes. The racehorse. Exactly. Racehorse. Uh, so, I've been going on about Joe Mixon. Uh, I think that he could be good, and I think that he was having a great year before he got injured. Uh, Alvin Kamara, I mean, even his bad games were like – 
17 points, 18 points. Like you're getting 20 out of 20 a week out of this guy. Um, for me, I, I'm just going to say one guy that I think that everyone should recognize. Uh, and that's Aaron Jones. Um, people were talking about how he was going to have so much regression because he was so touchdown dependent last year. And then where were people picking him up? Like you got him maybe second round, late first round, early second round. Right. And you got an easy RB one. Like, uh, I, I mean, that guy. Yeah. That, that, that's basically what I'm trying to say is that if you had a pick in the late first round and let's say you picked up, like, who would you have gotten? Let's say you got Alvin Kamara. Like, let's say you had like the number eight overall pick and then Aaron Jones traps to you. You're unstoppable in that league. Uh, and, like, you just think about other guys. Uh, Dalvin Cook maybe might have dropped a little because Saquon Barkley and Zeke went still early, uh, same as Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I mean, just there's uh, there's so many scenarios that you could have gotten this guy for an early steal. Uh, but I think that I got to give it to Alvin Kamara. Uh, there was talk about him, like, right before the season started. It, it makes me so upset because I would have drafted him so much more often. If it, if it wasn't for the fear that it was going to be another Le'Veon Bell situation. Um, but I think people are looking at him. I mean, he is like, he's so dynamic. And I think that he's the most talented running back in the entire NFL, easily, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah. All right. Those are all the awards, boys. I mean, do you got any, like, players that you want to mention, really? Kind of? Ah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of players that were really good. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Let, let me just Henry. say, yeah, the entire Chiefs team. The, well, team of the year award goes to the Chiefs, 100%. I mean, I was going into the Bills. Uh, just real quick, uh, let me just give a post game about the Bills. I was going into that game thinking we were going to win. I thought we were so hot. I mean, we were like the hottest team in football. Uh I mean, they, they, the Chiefs looked bad even with Patrick Mahomes and against the Browns. And they went out there and they showed why they deserve to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, right now, they're the gold standard, as Brandon Bean said in his postgame press, press conference. Uh, they're the team that everybody needs to beat in the AFC. Uh, for the NFC, I think that's still up for grabs, honestly. I think it's kind of been like that for a while. And it's kind of annoying that now that Tom Brady is gone, uh, the Chiefs have kind of just slotted into the Patriots place, you know? Uh, it just – it's so bothersome to me. Uh, and now that we're good, like, uh, just going on a little quick rant, like, are we going to be the next Peyton Manning's Colts? Like, are we always going to be in the shadow of Patrick Mahomes? It worries me. Um, but you know what? I have enough trust in Sean McDermott that I think that – we can eventually grow to, you know, be as good as the Chiefs. I, I'm saying a lot, but there are some things that are probably going to happen to the Chiefs that I think that we can probably capitalize on. So, yeah. Uh, and then for the NFC Championship, uh, three touchdowns and three interceptions with a 75 passer rating this just does not seem like greatest quarterback of all time type numbers to me. I don't know, man. You hear He's those cops? They're coming after you for saying that. Can you guys actually hear that? Yeah. Yeah. 
Dang. Wait, hang on. Let me go check this out. This is this is this could be bad. So basically, we'll have all of these awards posted on the story. It's going to be a sweet design. These awards aren't like any other. It's a TPP awards. That's probably why we didn't mention a lot of great players. We will make our third Instagram post ever, putting all of the award winners up. Uh, I guess. Wait. All right. So let's just give a rundown of each of the award winners right now. Our MVP, Aaron Rodgers. Um, let's see. I wasn't writing these down, so I was just kind of going as, uh, you know, as we went. Uh, Alex Smith for most talked about player. Uh, unknown award, Taylor Heineke. Uh, let's see. The Taylor Heineke Award. We're leaving that up to you guys. Leave a comment on the post. Uh, we're going to put it in the caption, and we're going to put it up. Uh, let's see. And then... You guys can hear me typing because I'm typing up the awards as we speak. Uh, the Dan Campbell Award, Kevin Stefanski, and uh, I'm going to put the Riverboat Ron Award. Uh, that is going to get an asterisk. Uh, it goes to Riverboat Ron. Um, and then the Bill O'Brien Award, that goes to Matt Patricia. Uh, hang on. And then what else do we got? The Inconsistency Award goes to Cam. Wait, I never decided on that. I was just so caught up in talking about Josh Allen. Uh, yeah. I, I decided it was Cam Newton because it's just not Josh Allen. Uh, the Rookie of the Year Award goes to Chase Young. And the Fantasy Player of the Year Award goes to Alvin Kamara. So I, I think that was a pretty good award. We might come up with new ones next year. Uh, we might, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, uh, over the upcoming, you know, years of TPP. Um, yeah. So just to talk about what's coming up kind of, you know, after the season is over the Super Bowl, obviously this Sunday, uh, we're going to review that and we're going to talk about that because it's the biggest sporting event in the entire world each and every single year. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think that, uh, it is called the, Train Professionals podcast. So we do focus on football a lot. So we are, I, I say that we're probably going to have like one off season pod a week. Uh, just talk about kind of news and maybe, you know, we'll have like, uh, you know, a Josh Allen podcast or why wins our quarterbacks that podcast. Hockey talk. Hockey talk is coming. So I'm, yes, we're, I'm getting to that. So um, I think that Tom and I, uh, Tom loves hockey, and I've recently just gotten into it this year. Uh, I'm going to try to give my best educational opinions on it. I might sound dumb a few times, but uh, I've been watching a lot of Buffalo Sabres and a lot of hockey in general. I'm in fantasy hockey, so give whatever value I have. In that. We might have some professional hockey talkers on here. Uh, and then baseball is coming up too, so we're going to probably talk some baseball Uh I, I probably specialize in that. Uh, Tom doesn't like baseball as much as I do. He is in a fantasy baseball league with me, but um, I'll have some professional baseball talkers in here. Uh, Will off the streets. He probably knows a lot about baseball, so he'll be a regular guest on the podcast whenever we're talking baseball. Might talk a little bit basketball. Maybe. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, so, yeah, um, that's kind of what's coming up. 
I think it's going to be a fun off season. I think we're going to talk a lot of, about a lot of stuff that, you know, we don't get to talk about during the regular season just because we're doing reviews of weeks and all, all types of stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, I love, I love this season with you boys. It's a lot of fun. We're going to have our Super Bowl preview show tomorrow. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we're going to give you a killer preview just so you're going into the Super Bowl absolutely prepared. Whether you're a casual viewer, whether you're a pro viewer, maybe we'll give you some different perspectives on it. Uh, you know, it's going to it's going to be a fun show tomorrow. Uh, we're going to give our predictions on certain things that might happen and, of course, the winners of the Super Bowl. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much it, boys. Yeah. <clears throat> Another award we should definitely do, Stevie's best nickname. You had some great nicknames throughout the season, buddy. <laughs> they always make me laugh whenever I listen to them. Let's see. What like you got Teddy uh, Two Gloves, Danny Debt. Oh just like, the nickname awards. Okay, yeah. yeah. Just it's just the white like, James for Christian. future, just like for Philip Rivers. They, yeah, you always know what to say. I mean Teddy Teddy Two Gloves is like I'm pretty sure it's a league wide thing. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I, just hearing I, it from you makes it better. I'm hip with the nicknames. I'd say uh-huh. Tom. Tom has a few. Riverboat Ron. That's that's a nickname. I I don't even know where that comes from, and neither does he. So, uh, what like what does that even mean? Yeah, I don't know. But it was a great season with you guys. I love talking football. We're not done, yeah. but. It was just a great season of football and no better way than to discuss it with you guys. Precisely. Uh, Tom is going to be back on the podcast regularly. He's been taking a hiatus. He's been busy with his schoolwork and he's been busy. It's possible. Uh, Whenever we talk hockey, I'll make an appearance. Right? I was, I was I'm not doing any basketball talk. I don't talk about basketball. That's not my, you know, he might, not my he might do some baseball. You might do some baseball. Just it's to, entirely possible, but just to not just probable. to come on the podcast and talk about how great his fantasy team is and how well he drafted and when it's actually just all Nationals players. Yeah, <laughs> gonna, hey, I, gonna, hey, I went fourteen and zero last year or something like that in the league. Who won the championship though? I don't care. He didn't get any money. <laughs> Tom, who beat you in yeah, the, in Mr. the, in the playoffs? I didn't think anyone beat me. I, I thought I won. Wait, wait, Steve, I won. No, Where's my Steve trophy? and I played in the in the championship, and Steve beat me. But I didn't lose a single game during the regular season. Yeah, and I beat you Don't in the I playoffs. Get an award Tom. For that? Did I get I the best I, treasure award? Yeah, I yeah, gave you that yeah. as, as the league manager. So Tom gets the best treasure award. Way to go, Tom! Um, so if you listen all the way to the end, thank you all for tuning in. We'll talk to you later. Uh-huh.